Podcasters in on board, little podcasters. There's plenty of room to we scream with us. <laughs> Yay! Welcome back to Channel KRT, the podcast where we take a look at the best and worst of obscure media. And welcome to day eight of the We Scream saga. We're almost done. <laughs> How the fuck did we do? Let alone a whole week of this shit, but eight fucking days. This is Tyler Green, by the way. Hi. <laughs> I'm Kit Quinn, and I desperately want to see Schemer and Tusky get into a fight. Funny enough, this is the second train-adjacent episode of our podcast where I couldn't think of a train pun. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm Randy Martin. Uh, we Sing finally got a budget, and this is how they fucking used it. <laughs> and welcome back, friend of the show, Jacob Miller. Fuck yeah, welcome Woo-hoo! back. Yay! <laughs> Are you ready to get tortured? Maybe! (laughs) So similar to a lot of our guests, Jacob, you had no connection to We Sing, so how did you feel about this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, my thoughts exactly. Oh boy. I'm going to be the outlier on this one and say, I like this one. Honestly, between this and the Marvelous Music Mansion, I'm amazed just how much they stepped up the past couple of days. Like, Yeah, credit where credit's due. They're really stepping up their game with these videos. And like I said yesterday, Musical Mansion was easily my favorite out of all the Weasting videos we've seen so far. And as for this one, I think that it's King Cole's party levels of watchable in the sense that it's okay, but it's pretty forgettable. I gotta be honest, I did like King Cole's party way better than this, because yes, this has a budget, but they used that budget for evil. Eh, after Big Rock Candy Mountain, I feel like they've been knowing how, hey, if we have a high budget, we can use it to make good production values, and we can make the movie watchable. (laughs) It has good production value, but it's not watchable at the slightest. Heretic! No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I don't know what half of y'all are saying, so I'm just politely smiling and nodding. (laughs) This is interesting for me in that this is actually one of the first Wee Sings I saw after Sillyville. It was this, and then after that I kind of just forgot about it for a while. And then when I was older, I decided to look up Wee Sing, and that's what led me to this broken track today, pun intended. There's a domino effect between this and our We Scream saga. <laughs> YouTube gets invented for adults to start screaming about Tusky. <laughs> I hate Tusky with every fucking fiber of my being. I was hoping he would get killed during one of these because all he ever does is fuck around and find out and then learns nothing from it. <laughs> Tusky is just very, very fucking useless. Let's be honest here. Honestly, like, he's what I thought Gusty was gonna be in We Sing Best Christmas Ever. Because Gusty at least was being genuinely treated like shit by the other elves. Gusty I felt bad for. He actually deserved better. Tusky just does all of this to himself. Glasses! He needed glasses! Ah! Not again! <laughs> no! Oops! No! Here. I 
think Tusky can best be summed up in six words. Hi, I'm Tusky, and welcome to Jackass! <laughs> Johnny Knoxville, make a Wee Sing movie or we riot. <laughs> Some MTV execs, damn wiener kid, was watching this, saw Tusky, and was like, I've got a great fucking idea. What if this, but like on purpose? <laughs> so, you know, this was actually one that I was, even though I had never seen any of the Wee Sing movies before we had done this one, this was one I did see like in previews when I went through my 2009 Barney hate watching phase. I'd just see this get recommended in the sidebar and be like, huh, what the hell's that? <laughs> You know, Tusky actually did show up to my house earlier, but he fell off the roof and Good. he's just lying on the ground dead. <laughs> I'm not going to call an ambulance because you won't learn anything if I do. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like that robot chicken Muppet sketch where he's like, Can you stop laughing and call me an ambulance? You're an ambulance. <laughs> okay, so we recently just recorded the Muppet Classic Theater episode. And while our main problem with The Boy Who Cried Wolf and its story was just that its morals were incredibly shitty, I kind of feel like the dynamic would be changed a lot if Tusky were the main character. Tusky would be a COVID denier. Change my mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna say Tusky is the boy who cried wolf, more so that he's the boy who was repeatedly told not to fuck with the wolf and then kept doing it. <laughs> He's the guy who was like, oh, you know how humans uh, domesticated dogs like tens of thousands of years ago? I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Tusky would be like one of those people that died in the first Rambo movie. You know, the one where he barely kills anybody? Yes. <laughs> He'd probably be a part of the Cthulhu cult, which please don't make Lovecraft right on anything. <laughs> Tusky would definitely make a pretty good stormtrooper. Yes. <laughs> so we're talking about Tusky the Elephant, the main dipshit of today's topic, the Wee Sing Train. And what is the Wee Sing Train, you ask? Take it away, Kit. Okay, the Wee Sing Train is a movie about a Wee Sing Train. Holy shit. So Casey and Carter, the kids of this special, they create a magical land using their chug-along train and their curious elephant friend slash plushie, Tusky, which, honestly, kudos over Big Rock Candy Mountain. They actually made Tusky a fucking plush, so. Oh, Tusky is an elephant. We don't know how he's not dead. In case you guys haven't noticed, Wee Sing really loves the trope of inanimate objects coming to life for some reason. I wonder what that inspired. I have no idea. Tusky Amiibo when? <laughs> yes. I mean, to be fair, one thing that I do really like about this one is that it feels like they're actually imagining it as they go along. So it actually feels like there's a bit of a sense of creativity to it. It's weird, though. The, the way they kind of set this up is that you kind of just assume the kids are just able to fucking shrink down and just join this magical land. Because it it opens up with the kids saying and creating their model railroad with all these fucking characters and stuff. And then they're like, ready, Casey? Ready, Carter? and then they sh just fucking shrink down and join Tusky <laughs> and chug along and Cubby the Caboose who is also fucking horrifying. Let's not ignore that. God. We don't even see it happen. They just kind of look at each other and then like they're there. Also, I gotta say that Cubby looks like that episode of Spongebob with the hot sauce. Ugh, no. By the powers of naughtiness, I command this particular drop of hot sauce to be really, really 
Still not the most terrifying thing they've done on that show. <laughs> Fucking wormy. Also, Cubby the Caboose is attached to Chug Along the Engine, so technically wouldn't Cubby just be Chug Along's parasitic twin? Is it kind of like Edward Mordrake, where, like, Cubby is the second face that tells him to do bad things? <laughs> We sing season four, Freak Show. Nah, 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 nah. The obvious answer is Train Centipede. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> and then they make a really unnecessary sequel where it's a movie within a movie. The end. <laughs> <laughs> also, I gotta say, so they never show any of the kids or Tusky getting anywhere outside of the middle car. So I'm just like, is this implying that Chuckalong and Cubby are like sentient? And do they have like organs? Is that why they can't sit inside there? Don't think about it too much. Okay. <laughs> And, you know, as much as I don't like to knock the kids' singers, there's a reason they don't really sing that much in this. Yeah. What is up with every fucking we sing in the world and just, like, trying to make a song sound better than it is by having the other singer come in, like, late with the lyrics? Train is a coming, oh yeah. Train, Train is a coming. <laughs> Oh my god, I have a theory as to why the kids are just able to create this magical land. Because Chug-Along is Doc Brown's time travel train. Marty, what have I done? No! <laughs> they just run into a guy who calls himself Clint Eastwood, and then Chug-Along's like, what kind of stupid name is that? <laughs> also, are these kids basically to Tusky what God is to us? Probably. Because they literally created this fucking neighborhood, and now they're just going down the Tusky and playing with him. Yeah, I wonder why Tusky wasn't more careful around them, because if I were him, I'd be like, oh fuck, these people put me into this world, they can put me out of it too. And I really wish these kids would have fucking smited him, let's be honest. <laughs> so that means they can send Tusky to hell, why haven't they done that yet? <laughs> I really thought Chug-Along was going to yell at him at one point to stop fucking everything up and be like, you know what? Don't get back on. You're staying here. <laughs> <laughs> Headcanon, the Weezing Train is the lost Oh God sequel. Yes. <laughs> God's not dead. The Weezing Train. <laughs> Alright, so let's dive into this. Like I said, though, if I can give this special anything, it's that I really love the production on this. Like, it looks like a kid's playset, and I really admire that it doesn't just look like, oh, they set up this whole land, but now it looks all cool and setting. I like that they have, like, the giant crayons and the popsicle stick settings and the little paper. For once, We Sing's low budget kind of benefits it in that these sets do a really good job of selling that this this is something made by kids. You can actually believe that these kids made it, even if there's some inconsistency a la Grandpa's Magical Toys, where one set has a sky and then you see the miniature version of it later, and it's literally the same backdrop of the wall of the bedroom. Yeah, that's what I really like, is that it really does feel kind of handmade. Like, it's something that I would have really loved as a kid, because I had such a huge thing for seeing, like, handmade things that look like things that I would have made. I'm the sucker that's always down for seeing, like, shrunk stuff. The Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies, the Ant-Man movies, that kind of thing. I'm a sucker for scale gags. This needed a fucking Thomas the Tank Engine fight, is what I'm saying. Yes! Yes! Oh God. <laughs> Chug along for the MCU when. Yes! <laughs> 
Oh my god, do you guys remember that one person on Tumblr who ranked Marvel movies by how much they liked them, if they had trains in them or not? <laughs> they put, like, a, a zero stars for everything else. This did not have any trains. And, like, Captain Marvel and Ant-Man were their favorites because they have a train! They have a train! Ant-Man has fucking Thomas in it, so Thomas the Tank Engine is a canonical part of the MCU. Mr. Conductor and Schemer exist in the MCU. Do with that what you will. So then we go to our first setting, which is a campfire with two cowboys, and I'm sorry, one of those cowboys looks remarkably like Tony Baxter. Yes! Oh my yes. god! I thought they looked like Tony Baxter and Lionel Richie. Oh my god, yeah! Also, I'm just gonna say it, those cowboys were a gay couple. Changed my mind. Oh, they totally fucking were. We sing in Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, Brokeback Mountain was my favorite we sing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. I wish I knew how to quit you. I wish <laughs> I knew how to quit you down on the Ohio. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> also, sing along, everybody. Get on board. Little, little children, children, get on board. board. Little children, <laughs> I don't want to get on board. I want to die. Oh, there once were two cowboys all alone down on the trail. And they <laughs> discovered they could sleep with another man. Now they're having butt sex. <laughs> da, 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 da. Cowboy butt sex. <laughs> so this is where the common theme for the video kicks in because Tusky loves to just fucking ruin everything. He's all, I love cows! Oh, wow! Cow punching! And then he just fucking gets nearly trampled because of it. Oh, God. If, if he likes cow punching, I don't know what he wants to do around donkeys. Okay, no. first of all, cow punching just sounds like another way of saying masturbating. <laughs> so anyway, what Tusky needs to know is that it is statistically true that cows kill more people on average than sharks do. Cows are fucking dangerous. Also, those are all steer. Those are not, you know, peaceful, happy little dairy cows. These are male steer and if there's one thing i know about male cows it's that they are very territorial and aggressive city slickers was a warning so does cow punching mean like branding or just like trying to get them all together because either way it sounds horrifying what actually is cow punching let me look it up also i kind of love that they add to the stylistic choices of the cows being two-dimensional yeah Oh, that was kind of a cute little effect. It's like, like a paper cutout. So according to Google, cow punching just encompasses the actions of wrangling, herding, and branding cattle. And here I was, thinking it was going to be actual cow punching. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta punch a cow. And yeah, another thing about the set, it's really cute because they have, like, crayons for, like, logs and stuff. So yeah, it, it's really nice. Oh, by the way, when you look up cow punching um, on Google, this is the first image that shows up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, well, that's gonna be a furry fantasy. Yeah, uh, try punching this cow right here. Yes! <laughs> So yeah, amazingly, Tusky does not get trampled to death or paper cuts by these cows. God damn it. <laughs> so then they also have these things called note aids, which is actually a pretty cool little effect. They kind of really utilize the use of musical notes in this, although I did notice that Chug Along is titled The We Sing Train on the side, so it's like, oh god, it's how they start their copyright. <laughs> 
by the way, having Tusky be this fucking idiot is kind of insulting to real elephants, considering they're one of the most intelligent animals on Earth. Right? And plus, they barely have him do anything that's actually elephant-like, like actually use his trunk or something. Elephants are really good at avoiding bad situations. They even have a specific noise that means, there's bees, let's get out of here. <laughs> there's a part in when they're singing... They sang, like, two different songs. They sang Home on the Range because cowboys. Well, me being me, I can't hear that song anymore without immediately thinking to them weird animatronic dulios over at Bravo Farms in Kettleman City. Oh, yes. God, no. <laughs> I've been to Bravo Farms, actually, because it would be a place they'd stop at while we were on the bus when I would be headed down to L.A. So, yeah, I saw those animatronics in person. Oh my god, one of them looks like fucking Mater. Yes! <laughs> I love how throughout this whole thing, Chugalong is just slowly losing his fucking shit with Tusky, and he's like only keeping it barely together because he's like, you're lucky I can't actually move because otherwise I'd kick your fucking ass. <laughs> I only wish you could just stand right there so I can go... you realize that you're a train probably the vehicle responsible for the most death and destruction on the planet you could just ram this guy and kill him instantly so why don't you if there's anything we've learned from spiral trains can kill yes and cubby fucking does nothing like he's all oh i'm so worried about you tusky but then he does nothing to stop him from any of the shit he pulls so he's a fucking enabler yeah even if he's just stuck there he can just scream tusky don't and he'd at least get the attention of somebody no they actually start saying tusky what the fuck are you doing stop what you're doing at some i'm kind of getting a little ahead but he is within hearing range of them saying tusky fucking stop while he's doing something and he just keeps doing it <laughs> i actually had two more things to say well one in the second song uh, they sang over at the campfire they were going yippee-i-o-ki-yippee-i-o and so is the resident diehard stand and i feel it's obligated that i go yippee-ki-yay-motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> So how can we make something based off of Die Hard and We Sing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just give Hans Gruber his own solo. That's all I ask. Why don't we just call it We Die? <laughs> <laughs> we Hard. Yay. The other thing I was going to say is my theory is that the reason Cubby doesn't do anything is because Cubby is not actually a caboose. It's a square apple. <laughs> He does. He looks like one. <laughs> I mean, as a parasitic twin, you gotta make yourself useful somehow, you know? <laughs> Jacob, I gotta say, um, I'm going to be laughing for the rest of my life at the phrase, we hard. <laughs> <laughs> also, ready for no escape, guys? Oh, I'm fucking ready. Ah, uh, so they go to another town after singing another rendition of Chug-Along. And so then they meet these paper dolls, which, I mean, I guess it was kind of a neat effect, but it did kind of annoy me because it was like, those girls look like they're just trapped in there. Those costumes look uncomfortable as fuck. And they didn't bother coloring the back of them, so... Which Batman movie costume was the one where one of the actors had just a shitload of trouble just moving around in the neck? Michael Keaton, because in all the close-up shots, you notice how he never just turns his head. He has to turn his whole body... Okay, imagine that, but it's a full body suit. 
That's the paper dolls. And they have these Stephanie from Lazy Town haircuts, too. Yeah, and they all talk in unison. Nicely done! Thank you! Here comes Sheriff Knickerbocker! Alright, so then we get introduced to Sheriff Knickerbocker. Which A-cab, by the way. I will say, this rendition of Mr. Knickerbocker does slap. Hey, Mr. Knickerbocker, bobbity bop! I feel so good with my bobbity bop. I put that beat right into my feet. <laughs> you know, I think this is where Mr. Knickerbocker honestly peaked. <laughs> because in Jimboree Play With a Purpose, it was fucking abysmal. Good God. Whenever it would show up on Barney, it was okay. I mean, yeah, I could tolerate it, but I still didn't like it as much. This version of Mr. Knickerbocker, however, fucking rips. Oh my god, so fucking good. Because they add in more shit to do to the song than just, Hey, Mr. Knickerbocker, boppity, 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 just... (laughs) Yeah, at least with this version of Mr. Knickerbocker, it's not people slapping themselves on the face or their chest for two minutes. (laughs) They actually just stick with the catchiest part, which is the, Hey, Mr. Knickerbocker, bockity, bop. Also, insert Nick Ganzel rant here. (laughs) Yeah, I know a thing or two about uh, Nick Gansel and his Knickerbockerly issues disease. Okay, I never thought I would ever hear the phrase Knickerbockerly issues in my life. I'm so glad I did because I have them. Fuck yes. <laughs> also, friendly reminder to go check out the Hey Mr. Knickerbocker So What You Want mashup on our YouTube channel. Yes! I would say, as far as all the versions of Mr. Knickerbocker I've heard, like, the, all three times it's been on this podcast... This is the second worst. Really? The way the sheriff says he likes to bop all his various body parts <laughs> um, gives me really uncomfortable, sussy vibes, and I feel like he needs to be away from those children, like, right now. I don't want to see your boppity bop. <laughs> okay, just so we're clear, Sheriff Knickerbocker had to be someone's sexual awakening, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's also the fact that the guy that's playing Sheriff Knickerbocker looks distressingly like one Chris Bratt. Yeah! Aww. Yeah! <laughs> so then Tusky somehow fucking gets on the roof just because he thinks, oh, the fucking school bell's all messed up! The incompetent spider fan! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, because one of the kids said that they made the bell a bit crooked, but they're like, yeah, oh, no problem, we'll fix it later. Tusky's dumbass decides to just go up while they're singing, and at the end of the song, you just hear him screaming. He somehow got on the roof like a fucking dipshit. Okay, yeah. how did he get up on the roof, though? No, they never explain it. They just say he did, and then Chuck Along can somehow create a ladder out of the railroad. I mean, I get it. One time I had too many four locals, and I climbed up on the roof. <laughs> True story. Also, Tusky tries to change the subject by saying, But guys, I fixed the school bell! Wasn't that great? So he's trying to deflect blame. Tusky is toxic. Yes! You know what? I'm so glad that nobody said thank you because Tusky doesn't deserve thanks. Tusky deserves nothing but contempt. Tusky would have been like, Yeah, sure, I committed the September 11th attacks, but we got my chemical romance out of it. How is it that the kids are so fucking smarter than the stuffed elephant? As usual, they're kind of just the stand-in kids, but they actually do more to fucking help this time. Ask that question again. Slowly. 
How are the kids more useful than Tusky? Simple. They're not Tusky. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we get the next song on the train. We get the Engine Engine Oh So Fine song, which, obvious joke here, but... Oh, Engine, you so fine, you so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Engine! <laughs> hey, Engine! Was this song written by, like, that same guy on TLC who's in a sexual relationship with his car? Oh my god! Hey, I didn't know Brian May has his own TV show now. <laughs> and then, speaking of obvious jokes, they go through a tunnel. Yay, I love the part where it cut to a chicken's head getting cut off. <laughs> <laughs> but in the tunnel, it's worth taking a turn because then Daniel Craig and Javier Bardem show up and then it becomes awesome! Yes. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and then Marty McFly is there and Biff is in his car and they're trying to, like, get the almanac away from each other in the tunnel... <laughs> And then, and then he drives into a truck full of manure. And then, of course, the terrifying monkey kid on the bicycle. <laughs> Yay! And so then we end up on a farm, so... Where basically there's a bunch of singing vegetable puppets. Vegetable puns. Uh. <laughs> Fun weird fact I discovered about this tape is that the guy who performed the potato, Brad Goodman, he went on to direct a movie called Harvest of Fear, so... Is that the sequel to that, um, uh, vegetable scene? <laughs> I guess. You know, guys, I've seen a lot of shit sitting through all the We Sing movies, but after seeing some singing vegetables poorly sing different genres of music that don't even align with each other properly, I will never talk shit about Food Rocks at Epcot ever again. <laughs> Peter Gabriel! Yes! There was more effort put into Peter Gabriel than mashed potato, mashed potato. Broccoli! Has anyone ever seen that, like, weird commercial for, like, a mall where, where it's just, like, a bunch of random minimum wage workers they got in it? For, it's like some local commercial. It's like, denim, haircut, backpacks, backpacks, come get your backpack. Boots and pants and boots and pants. New shoes. That is what that entire scene was. Uh, <laughs> it's the Karen song. <laughs> you know what? I would take that and give me that filet of fish over this. This Red Beats idea of rock and roll is sorely lacking. That's not rock and roll. That's funk. The tiniest amount of credit I'll give this sequence is that the puppetry improved over the past couple of movies. Like, they do actually look somewhat good. Although the vegetable puppets, they have like this weird thing where their mouths just look kind of clamped on the side. So it looks like... I wish they got some more genres in there. Like, we could have had like death metal plums. Um, <laughs> we could have had some like weird core slash dream core apples or something. I want some fucking new wave lemons. New wave lemons? Gangsta radishes. Gangsta radishes. So, a first for this series, they actually name drop a famous composer. Like, all this time, they could have been educating children, and it took them 
eight videos to name drop George Friedrich Handel. Of course they name dropped him because there's no copyright. <laughs> like, Marvelous Music Mansion actually did get the genres mostly right. Like, they got doo-wop right, they got jazz right. It all sounded like they actually did their homework. Whereas this just felt like they were all, we're just gonna add the same beat and then call it rock. And you can't get any less creative than just saying your name over and over again over a poorly composed beat. <laughs> Like, why aren't these vegetables just singing about how tasty they are or what it's like to be them? So you're telling me that the thing that unfortunately made Onision famous, We Sing, did it first? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God, We Sing, fuck you. you. It's your fault we got Onision. Thanks, you pieces of shit. And then in addition, they also sing a song with the other farm animals, and then Tusky goes and fucks up again. Yeah, because he hangs out with the old gray mare, which, speaking of obvious references, Mr. Plow. Yes! And then the fucking fence collapses because Tusky's all, Oh, I can get you a new fence! And the old gray mare is like, please don't. <laughs> yeah, the old gray mare says, no, this is fine. And then Tusky decides, nah, fuck it, I'm gonna do it anyway. So, Tusky is willingly doing this shit. He's not only getting himself hurt, but he's getting others fucking hurt. So he's a fucking sociopath, too, now. First of all, if the old gray mare is correct, old mare, that is a geriatric elderly animal that he could have killed. I should also probably mention that the old gray mare costume, if you want to call it that, is literally just, like, a foam horse sculpture that's, like, really bulky with a moving mouth. It looks like Pokey from Gumby. It's like they just shoved someone inside, like, a foam horse statue. Here, get in, you fucking asshole. No, 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 not even that. It was more like... <laughs> On a side note, isn't it weird how, like, all these children's tape country songs all sound the same? Yeah. They really do. Like in the part where they're all singing, I was half expecting the pig to sing about how she's glad there are no demons in my sty. <laughs> <laughs> what I keep thinking of on this, so far we've now heard two songs that were used in America Sings. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. You're telling me that not only is it Barney's fault that We Sing exists, it's also America Sings? Good God. Yeah, not only did America Sings kill a person, brutally, might I add, now it's created this. Have you no shame, you Splash Mountain scrap pile? Hey, Pearl <laughs> Ives, fuck you. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Please, please don't haunt me, Burl Ives. So this is the second movie we've reviewed this year that has a train in it and the song Boom Diada. So basically everything is that Discovery commercial. Oh, I remember that. It was on front of a DVD I had for Mythbusters and it made me cry for whatever reason. Oh yeah, that commercial's great. So we were at the part where they were going up the mountain. It was basically just... And then all of a sudden, one of the kids is like, whoops, I put one of the flowers out of place! And then they beat these two annoying blackbirds. Yeah, this scene doesn't really go anywhere, honestly. I gotta be honest, I kinda love the blackbirds. Really? Their banter with each other was the most entertaining thing, and of course, because it was entertaining, they had to make it only last, like, five seconds. Can't have too much fun. The only thing I really need to say about the blackbirds is that I think the girl blackbird might be a transphobe. I couldn't 
couldn't tell if they were supposed to be brother and sister or like a couple or something because if they were brother and sister the bickering would make sense if they were a husband and wife then that's just like oh yay couples that hate each other i think uh they are a gay man and a lesbian roommates and they were roommates oh my god they were roommates so yeah, for context, there's a bit where the kids decide to reenact some stories with them, and then they decide to do Jack and Jill. So the guy, Blackbird, is like, hey, uh, how about you be Jack? And she just gives him this look of just, she's clearly plotting his fucking murder right then and there. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that, that bitch is toxic. Yeah. Then it goes back to them saying boom, Diada, and then they're going up the mountain. And as soon as they were going down, I just really wanted them to crash. <laughs> It'll be a spectacular wreck. Too bad no one will be around to see it. <laughs> they're like, all right, hold on, we're going down. Like, it's a roller coaster, but then they're just, like, very slow. <laughs> like how actual trains go downhills. And they're also like, oh, look how it looks from above. And it's just, like, the most obvious place, uh, like it's in Thomas. We cut to the part with the frog prince, which, good lord, I'm just gonna say it. The Frog Prince is a fucking incel. That's one more thing. We forgot to mention the fact that there's a bit where the kids Tusky and the train go down a hill. And come on, there's no way that those kids wouldn't get yeeted off the train because one, the sheer momentum of it. And two, the lack of seatbelts. Yes! Like, you gotta remember, these are children that have been shrunk down to the size of toys. If I stuck an action figure in there with no seatbelt, it would fly right the fuck off. Yeah! And even if they didn't fly off, they'd probably land right on Tusky's, well, tusks. Them things look sharp! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I was only trying to help! I mean, if Tusky impaled himself in the eye, would anybody care? And then Tusky died. The end. Yay! All right, so back to the princess and the frog. Not that princess and the frog, but... Oh, please, can it be that princess and the frog? Welcome to Channel KRT. We're talking about the hit Disney 2009 movie, The Princess and the Frog. It's the best movie ever. Yay! So, basically, the frog just keeps talking like, Oh, I want to make the princess fall in love with me. And then he keeps switching back to this regular prince voice. It's like, hey, it's your prince sucking here. And then, hey, why won't you kiss me? And then in addition, the frog can't cross the stream unless they put a drawbridge over it, which... Just hop over it! When you're a frog, you can swim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he does hop, but the effects look fucking terrible, let's be honest. What do they think amphibian means? <laughs> we forgot to mention with the blackbirds, because we're kind of skimming over this, because, yeah, there's really not much to talk about with this one. It's just kind of there. Oh, by the way, also, the river? That's a carpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no stakes if you fucking fall. You're not gonna drown. And yeah, as I was gonna say, so we get this really bad effect where they try to make it look like the frog jumps, when prior to this, there was actually a decent effect where the blackbirds looked like they were actually flying without green screen. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. So then the princess comes out, and then the little girl makes a comment like, thanks, I wish I made her hair stand up, and I'm like... What? She has like a little curl poking out of their head, which uh, that is never talked about ever again. And then this has got to be an incels fantasy because they're singing about, because the frog prince is all, oh, if you just kiss me, I'll be your prince. And then the girl's just like, "Mm, yes, 
no, maybe so, because it's like, girls don't want nice guys. Oh man, this Paradise by the Dashboard light cover really sucks. I mean, come on, we all know that girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> also, like, the joke is that she won't kiss him because she's like, you know, oh, I have to, like, decide what I want to wear. I have to look proper. And then there's another joke. Ha <laughs> Women be changing their clothes. Ah, the 90s. Also, when uh, the princess was doing her song, was anybody else getting big Kathy Lee energy from that? Yeah, I was. Like Kathy Lee's Rockin' Tots Cafe. <laughs> that piece of shit. Yeah, we'll talk about that someday, I'm sure. Oh, man. This whole section just made me want to just watch Tales from Muppet Land, The Frog Prince again, because that at least is charming. Incidentally, I didn't get to be on the Muppet Classic Theater episode, but hey, I get Puppet Frog! Yay! (laughs) Sorry, you don't get Kermit the Frog, but you do get Incel the Frog. Yeah! (laughs) So then Tusky fucks up again because basically he ends up just trying to jump onto the fucking tracks and be like, oh, there's a tree in the road. And then somehow this causes him to fall over and get injured. Just get up. Okay, so not only that, but he also tries to pick it up with his fucking trunk and hurts himself in the process because (laughs) of course he fucking does. He's fucking Tusky. He lacks critical thinking skills. He's a piece of shit elephant who's not good at being an elephant. When humans first tried to domesticate elephants, what do you think we used them for? I mean, we've all seen 10,000 BC. (laughs) Also, this, this fucking tree is made of plastic. I'm sure that even if you picked it up, it wouldn't be that heavy. Even if you were toy-sized, like... Good lord. Even if that was a real tree, it's still a small tree that could pretty easily be lifted up by, like, two people or one very strong person. And then this causes them all to sing the Tusky, we care about you, so stop fucking up song. Tusky, fuck you. Jesus Christ, they're fucking coddling him at this point, you fucking assholes. It's like, stop enabling him. It's like the singing, you are very special and we love you, so... And I'm like, I appreciate the sentiment, but I'm not taking advice from the caboose of Mephisto. <laughs> and just like they did with fucking Big Rock Candy Mountain, they both sides it by saying, Tusky, you did the right thing, but you also have to be careful. And we shouldn't, I don't know, whatever, but Jesus fucking Christ. So this is a running theme and we sing then. Oh no, this only happened twice at this point, but... So yeah, they teach Tusky his lesson that he needs to learn to be safe and careful and everything, but you fucking know that he's gonna forget all this right away and go back to being a toxic asshole. And then in addition, they somehow summon the entirety of the fucking We Sing train land just to come over to the train to help. So Tusky just straight up honks out of nowhere, and this summons everybody to drop what they're doing and just help them because they think something's wrong, so he just wasted so many many toys time that's another thing tusky like honks like a goose instead of you know like making an elephant sound <laughs> i kept expecting him to sound like a donkey for some reason so like he just keeps going ah, ah. yeah <laughs> like a fucking 
Mickey, you're a goose. <laughs> yeah, and then it just cues them all singing, get on board one last time, because, and now the frog prince is a prince, so I guess they kissed, finally. Yay. I'm sure one person getting kissed did not have any free will over it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that intern had fun with his five seconds on screen. You sure did. And so then it cuts to the end where the kids are back at home, and then as they're leaving the room, they're like, they look back with a smile. And then Tusky's just in the dark throughout the credits, so I kept expecting, like, it just to zoom in slowly on him with music playing. <laughs> like, similar to The Shining. <laughs> do, 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 Also... Even if they did linger on that shot of Tusky in the dark, at least he didn't wink like in that fucking creepy Winnie the Pooh ending. Yeah, I hated that when I was a kid. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, I don't know if anyone remembers these. I think there are still some Chuck E. Cheese's that have this over the stage. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, that like weird winking like old school Chuck E. Cheese that they never fucking update. I actually saw that wink before. Last time I went to the Natick location, which still had like the um, Pizza Time Theater style robots, at the end of every show, it would still do the jingle from like the 90s and then that weird fucking thing would wink. <laughs> And now comes the inevitable time where we decide whether we keep the Weezing train or we burn it to the ground. All right, Jacob? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drive out to Savers. I'm going to get a golf club. I am going to hit the Weezing tape. And then I am going to burn it. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> For me, it's going to be a put it in the donation box because it's not good, but it's not bad either, but it's very forgettable. I honestly had a hard time coming up with jokes for this because one, I didn't get to see it a whole lot, and two, there's just really not much to mock about it. Yeah, it's, it's competent, basically. For me... Had it not been for Tusky being a fucking piece of shit, this would have gotten maybe like a keep it in the attic for me. But you know what? Burn it. Just fucking burn every copy. I hate that elephant so much. I hate <laughs> him. He reminds me of every fucking person I've ever had to deal with who is incapable of knowing what consequences are. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and I was hoping so bad that one of his fuck-ups would eventually kill him. So burn it. <laughs> God, I, I wish. I hate it so much. I'm gonna be the outlier of this one, like I said. I think that, yeah, it's probably not something I'd ever watch again, but, and Tusky was an annoying little fuck, but I did really enjoy a lot of it. I felt like the production was good, and in addition, I felt like it had a lot of good charm and didn't feel like it was wasting everybody's talent, so it's gonna be a mild keep the tapes for me, so. Thank you once again for joining us, Jacob. It was yeah, it was great, great having you back. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Hell yeah. Oh, and of course, uh, I'd like to also announce something very special to your lovely audience. Oh, my God. Did you wish that there would be more jokes that yours truly could make about the We Sing train? Well, you're in luck. Gasp! That's right. Today is the release date of Fun With Editing 23, Come On We The Train. And we it. Woo! Woo! <laughs> more jokes, more musical gags, all that stuff. Coming to YouTube.com slash Dice033 on the very day this gets posted. Woo! Yes! yes! I can't wait. And yes, we've seen it. It's very good. 
go watch it. Please check out his work. It's terrific. <laughs> All right. And so do you have anything else you'd like to plug, man? Uh, my Twitter feed, of course, at JacobMiller033. And uh, like I said, my Facebook movie review page, uh, facebook.com slash Miller's Movie Reviews, I believe it is. If it's not it, go back to the Back to the Future episode. I think I might have said the right address there. And, uh, well, there isn't really any big movies that are coming out that I'd like to plug that be coming out. So, uh, uh, Fathom Events is doing a screening of Backdraft in September, so go see that. Yay! <laughs> All right, and then you can find me over on Mission Breakout on Twitter and Discord, Muppet Vision 3D on Twitter. You can find me over on Instagram under a walking pun, and you can find me putting Tusky in a poacher's area. Yay! You can find me on uh, Cosmic Rewind on Twitter. You can find me on Discord as GayStation4. You can find me on various episodes of The Emperor's New Podcast, Escape from Vault Disney. Also, I drew an evil Peppa Pig on my Burger King cup. Yay! <laughs> yes! <laughs> and as for me, you can find me on the usual spots, TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram. You can find the podcast on channel underscore KRT on Twitter, channel KRT podcast all one word on Instagram. In our bios, you can find our link tree with our Discord server and our Facebook group. And if you want to help support us, you can also check us out on Patreon, where we have episodes of this very podcast one day early, as well as exclusive minisodes and outtakes. And of course, thank you so much to our patrons Chris, Reyna, and Gomer for pledging to us at the $10 level. And you can also find me telling Jenny Jenkins that she deserves so much better. We sing train, cut to static. And we're almost done with this saga. Woo!